0: All right, so I feel like I've got a pretty good handle on what to do about the bandits. But what about the monsters? Today's process is this. Breaking chains breaks monsters. Sit back, relax, let's light a lantern. Well, hello there, Rangers. Wade Skalski here, lawyer, entrepreneur, and your guide to the understory. The Understory is filled with monsters and bandits. But if you want to start, grow, or pivot from a business, this is the place for you. Admission to the Understory is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's light the lantern. What is up, Rangers? And those of you who are in the understory against your will, and those of you who are in the understory on paper, on purpose, Wade Skalski here, the understory lawyer. All right, guys. So it's late. I'm tired. Um, it has uh, been a weird week and a half. My son had pneumonia, and then he came out of pneumonia. He was fine for two days, and now he's got a cold? <sighs> So we're not sure if he's got a cold or if the pneumonia has come back. So we're kind of hitting him with all the various medications that the wonders of science have created. And um, he's doing good as of right now. But it, tonight's the second night. Usually the third night is when he has challenges because of his his breathing issues. So it's been a tough number of days. Also, just been got about six different things going on right now. But I feel good. And as I've talked about in the past... Um, like last few episodes, the theme has been, I have everything that I need to get what I want, which is a great place to be. It's a brand new place. There's no more building. There's no more, um, searching, whatever it's now it's just producing. And because all the frameworks and opportunities are there, which is exciting. Uh, I'm old. So my energy level is low because unfortunately some of these podcasts I have to do at night. I, th- I think I'm going to have to get up and do the 5am podcast, but, um, I haven't, I've been resisting getting back into the, uh, getting back into that. So I'm, I'm gonna have to feed my desire. But last, last, last podcast episode, we talked about sort of the exterior bandits, right? Like how do you deal with, um, you know, bandits are exterior. How do you deal with sort of the competitive issue of the markets? How do you deal with just things out in the world? And, and that is you just feed your desire until you're, even if you're totally common in every single area, except for uncommon desire, you can overcome any obstacle, but there's, there are the monsters then. So what are the monsters? Well, the monsters are your internal challenges, right? And so, you know, imposter syndrome, um, whatever your normal bugaboos are, like you drink too many gin fizzes or you, um, you go in the tank or you don't feel like you connect with people or you're cynical or whatever, right? And there are a lot of di- there are a lot of different just like uncommon desire is a heuristic that is like will work in almost any situation like if you can't figure it out how to take care of all the bandits just feed your desire until it becomes so uncommon that you will just do anything to overcome whatever the issues are so i was thinking about a heuristic that's internal and the funny thing is, is like, I don't, you may, may or not be religious. I'm a, I'm a religious person. Like some people say I'm spiritual, not religious. No, I'm a religious person. I feel, you know, we, we've developed, we've developed our major religions over just millennia. I mean, they're, they're all come from human beings attempt since they started to figure out how the world works. So from a religious perspective, um a lot of people they'll point to you know to something outside themselves and that helps them to take action right so our our interior world is shaped by the metaphysical so you know you're you're that's why there's a judgmental god right like you're accountable to things beyond yourself and those pressures try to help you do the right thing but what if you're not a religious person well if you're not a religious person and you don't have those to guide you or to help you because they're a help and a guide they're not it's not just like the you know it's not just a tyranny all the time there is a there's a positive part of it but if you're not a religious person then what do you do right Um, Or even if you are a religious person and you struggle with that sometimes, because we're all human beings. Some days we get up and we feel like we're, you know, the most altruistic human being in the world. And then, you know, let's do some good. And then other days we wake up and extremely selfish. It just, you know, just depends on circumstance, depends on sometimes just what your mood is. So one thing that I've discovered pretty recently, actually, is how do you take yourself... How do you take something, if you can't take the metaphysical or you're having doubts about the metaphysical, how do you take something beyond yourself to help you overcome those internal monsters, right? To help you do the right thing when your habits, your bad habits or your natural proclivities or just, you're just trying to feel like being a jerk, um, take you in a different direction. And, you know, one thing is, is taking on responsibility if, if you have children, um, or you're married uh, That responsibility is a big Assistance in this way And that is How can you break the chains Of what has come before you So if you've got kids You are were a kid at some point And no matter how great your parents were um, They They were dealing they didn't deal so great with some things right like they weren't perfect and their parents weren't perfect and so forth and so forth so there's there's generational things that are passed down to us that are, um, that are always there that are hard to see that are hard to understand they're hard to contemplate and they're hard to, to face and if you can't take a metaphysical view sort of of religion you can take a sort of a more metaphysical view of generations before you and Whatever your bugaboos are internally, they were either partially passed down to you by the people who've come before you, either the marriage that you modeled from your parents or how your parents, um, how your parents uh, dealt with you. I'll give you an example. So there was one time that my dad, I don't remember if it was my dad or my mom, got really, 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 really mad at me, like super mad. I'm sure I deserved it. And they yelled at me with a very specific phrase. And the phrase is not important, um, the specific phrase, but there was a phrase. And the funny thing now is that when I get really, really mad at my daughter, or my mostly my daughter right now, because she's in this precocious four going on five going on thirty, um, challenging time right now, and she just does things on purpose to try to to try to get a rise out of me, right? And some every once in a while I get really mad at her, and I don't I try not to yell at her or anything like that. But what's interesting is that this phrase that I never say, have never said, comes to mind, and. The only reason why I know that exact phrase was because my one of my parents, I can't remember which one it was, I think actually I do remember who it was, said it to me. And like, and I was young. I mean, I was seven or six or eight, or I was young, right? But when when they said that phrase at me because they were mad, it imprinted it upon me. The reason why I know that it imprinted upon me because I've never thought about it until I was in the exact same position that they were, and this exact phrase comes to mind when I get really upset and angry. And I don't say it, uh, as it's not polite. And, um, it wasn't said, it was only said like once, I think, right? Maybe twice, like maybe once, whatever. And if you're a parent, you know that like there are some days you don't, you know, like there are days that you are not like an optimal parent, right? It just takes, you can be an optimal parent like 95% of the time. Your kids are going to remember the the two crappy times, right? But the thing about it is though, is that I really thought a lot about that because the only, my, the only reason I even know that phrase that I'd even say that phrase in that situation is because it was imprinted upon me as a child. So that's something I consciously know about and figured out who knows what else is out there. And the thing is, is that. If you look at like generationally, there are things that have been passed to you that you're unaware, of. some you're aware of, some that you're unaware of. But the spirit of those things must be overcome. And you must break those chains to your children the best that you can. Because if I say that phrase in anger to my kids, they're gonna say it to their kids, right? Because it imprints it on them. That's the whole point of kids, is that they're you know, they're sponges. They're just formed by everything. And so if you if you don't wanna do the metaphysical route, or if sometimes you the metaphysical route isn't working. For your internal monsters, whatever they are, you know what they are, and ones that you find out about, think of it more as in terms of, I'm not overcoming myself as much as I'm overcoming, you know, breaking the chains of generations for my children or for my own marriage if you don't have children. Um, and if you don't have marriage or you're not married, you don't have children, but you break the chains for your friends or those around you. Like you all of these things are passed through us. And that is true like that's true like regardless of you believe in a God or a spirit or, or spiritualness or things beyond us or anything metaphysical it doesn't really matter there is there is a corpus there is a corpus of things past you from those who have gone before in your generations of your family and being a breaker of chains for that, is something that's beyond yourself, and that's a responsibility that you can decide to take on that will help you battle your inner monster. Because then you you take you'll, you'll give up on yourself every single day of the week, like hundred percent. It's easy to give up on yourself. It's harder to give up on your wife and your kids, and then it's even harder if you've decided to take that breaker of chains responsibility upon yourself. Because you can just try to be the best husband and father that you, or mother or wife that you can be right now without taking on that responsibility. But trust me, once you like say, I'm going to try to be this way and do this, the added responsibility makes it easier to overcome your inner bugaboos, your inner monsters. So what I want you to do is take out your ranger field journal. If you don't have a ranger field journal, take out a regular journal. If you don't have a regular journal, for the love of God. You need to have working papers. Get a journal. But for right now, take out your Unicorn Trapper Keeper from the fifth grade and what I want you to do is I want you to write down what has been passed to me from the generations before. What has been passed to me from the generations before? And am I willing to take on the responsibility to break those chains? And there's a freedom that comes in accepting that responsibility. Policing yourself becomes a little bit easier because the things that you do, the mistakes that you make on purpose, that you know that you shouldn't be doing, that you do, take on more weight. And sometimes the more weight of responsibility makes it easier to not do things. And just remember, there is no end if you stay in the path to understanding. What is up, Rangers? I hope you enjoyed today's process. I certainly did. If you want to get out of my email list, it's very simple. I don't run you through a funnel. I don't have you do smoke signals. I don't have you send me a postcard. Just send me an email at wade at understorylawyer.com. Again, that's wade at understorylawyer.com. Those are my children in the background, Luke and Madeline. I don't have them respond to emails, but I do have them attempt to read all of them, and they are three and two three and one, five and two, I don't even know how old they are. However I'm going to show them all your emails. And if you make the cut, maybe I'll send you something back on how to grow, start, or pivot from a business. I've done it all. And if you achieve all three, you get the triple Lindy. I know what it feels like to be trapped. And I know the way out. And the way out is through the understory. So again, if you want to join my email list, just send me an email at wade at understorylawyer.com. wade at understorylawyer.com.